morning and welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm your host today, Michael Martin. We are recording this live on this nice Black Friday morning at 9.39 a.m. coming off a nice Thanksgiving. Joe, how are you doing? Doing good. I feel, you know, fully recovered from stuffing myself on Thanksgiving. Um, not, uh, I have no Black Friday plans as far as shopping, but I, but I am helping the brother-in-law with Christmas lights, which feels like a very Black Friday tradition around here i guess have you ever gone black friday shopping it doesn't feel very on brand for you but i'd be surprised i'm i'm excited to hear this you know i i think i so i have an older sister and i do believe she has dragged me along to some black friday shopping in the past i also remember i don't think stores really do this anymore but like thanksgiving night sometimes it it started and we used to do that but i was like um you know, not looking for stuff, but I was just curious. And the Oklahoma had a store here. So, you know, what stores are open for Black Friday and stuff. And it looks like no one's really open much anymore on Thanksgiving Day. It's all, I mean, really, it's all online. Who, who are we kidding, Michael? It is it is a digital world. Didn't know if we'd see you online, uh, see you in line for a PS5 <laughs> standing there for three days or something like that. But if you see Joe, uh, let him know. Maybe in my younger years. Maybe. Well, um, coming off Wednesday, the Oklahoma City Thunder lose in overtime 131 to 126 to the Denver Nuggets. To me, it was just a big time game of runs in that one, Joe. Yeah, it was it was such a weird game because looking at the quarter by quarter scores, the Nuggets won the first quarter by 17, Thunder won the second quarter by 11, Thunder won the third quarter by 19, and Nuggets won the fourth quarter by 13. So not one of the four quarters was contested within 10 points, which um you know game of runs like we 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 almost use that word too much but this or that phrase too much but this truly was one and this would have been the thunder's fourth comeback of 15 or more points which would have led the nba because they got down by 19 there in the in the first quarter and then you turn around start of the fourth quarter um at the 11:43 mark the thunder takes its biggest lead of the game 15 points you think, okay, this one's pretty secure. I was even wondering how much young, how much longer Jokic was going to stay in the game, um, just because it was the second night of a back-to-back for Denver, and you know it's one of those games where it's kind of okay to to mail it in. But I was extremely impressed by the Nuggets uh, down the stretch, and then winning this one in overtime. On top of that, they only brought ten guys to the game, so just ridiculous yeah. how many minutes he plays. He has a monster performance, goes off for 39 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 assist away from a triple-double. His teammate Bruce Brown, though, did get his first career triple-double. And then, once again, all-NBA Aaron Gordon, only when he plays in Oklahoma City, has 31 points on 4 of 5 from deep. Yeah, and and how about, uh, I saw he was the defensive player of the game for the Nuggets, Vlatko Chanchar. Um, he was... He was really good in this one. 19 points, five assists, three blocks. I was like, I had no idea he played that kind of defense. But it was one of those games where it was a kitchen sink game for the Nuggets. I mean, it was kind of like last year, you know, with no no MPJ, no Jamal Murray, and Jokic just has to make it work. And I, I don't know about you, Michael, but you were, you were down low sitting courtside for this one. Just their style of play. I just love watching the Nuggets play basketball. And really that's saying I love the way Jokic just controls things out there. Absolutely. I mean, this is another game where just one player dominates and kind of controls the whole tempo of the game. But the ball was really moving. A lot of guys cutting. 
They were a lot of fun to watch. Um, obviously, you want a Thunder win instead, but it was a fun game all around. Um, Shea had another nice night with 31 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, including dropping, you told me this during the game, uh, Mr. Reliable was his nickname on basketball <laughs> reference, Devon Reed, which we all know <laughs> Devon Reed by Mr. Reliable. Oh, boy. Mr. Mr. Reliable had a rough night. Um, Reed was 0 of 7 from the field, including getting dropped on that Shea step back, which uh, I am disappointed the Thunder did not win because I was planning on leading my story with that because that came during that third quarter dominance from the Thunder, and it felt like the the, the capping moment really there, uh, really in that third quarter, but um, Thunder did not hold on. Shea was, you know, wasn't as efficient from the field, but still 8 of 20, 40%. The thing that really stuck out about his game was the free throws. 14 of 14 from the free throw line. That tied a career high in makes. And just to go off on a, a little tangent here, Mark Dignalt, he uh, he rides the officials pretty good, but he knows the line and rarely gets a technical. He got a technical Wednesday night, and it, it was on a loose ball, you know, play, you know, kind of a scramble. He thought Poku got fouled, then Poku was charged with the foul, ended up being his fourth. But when he was asked about that after the game, he talked really nothing about that Poku play where he actually got the technical. He used that to talk about something that you've pointed out quite a bit, Michael, the frequency of the Thunder's drive. uh, You know, the Thunder leads the league in drives per game. They do so much work in the paint yet they're near the bottom in free throw attempts. And he, uh, he, he pointed that out and he, what was the stat as far as like 89% of shooting fouls come in the paint or, or something like that. So he had all these numbers. It was almost like pre-rehearsed. Um, and I, I thought that was like pretty clever on his part. Like when he was given the opening, he, uh, he used it to talk about that. What did you think? Oh, he came in locked and loaded. He knew exactly what he was talking about. You mentioned the 89% like percent of the drives and then he, uh, or fouls or drives and things like that. And then he um, said something about the team leading the league in drives and that the team behind them was 10 spots behind them and the free throw rate that all the other teams who are in that um, paint touches and driving rate are all in the top five. So he was definitely ready for it. But, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with what he was saying. He was pretty honest about it and pretty candid and it does feel like this team probably should get a few more fouls but as we talked to him about and I asked him in the press conference about a week ago there are a lot of things that go into it like their driving uh, or their uh, driving kick numbers and other things like that yeah and I thought Dagnall's message was very effective in that he was so measured delivering it like it's harder to take a guy or want to listen to somebody when they're yelling about it or, you know, pouting. And it was like he was it was like he was like an attorney or, or something addressing the jury, just laying out the facts and um, kind of, you know, like I said, taking this measured approach, staying calm. And then he finishes it by, yeah, I got a little hot tonight. I probably deserved it. So, like, he cleared his uh he had no chance of getting fined for for what he said, and I, I thought I thought it was pretty pretty clever on Dignall's part. Well, and he just dissected it point by point, which was pretty great. And then before we get to this game, we have to mention the Joe of the night, 
Sorry, that is not you. That is Isaiah Joe, who went 7 of 10 oh. for the three. <laughs> Maybe tonight. But Isaiah yeah. Joe was awesome in that one. Yeah, career-high 21 points. And how do you get to 21 points? You make seven three-pointers, which you know conveniently adds up to 21. And he took one shot that was not a three-pointer, and he missed it. Um, he He's just a lot of fun. I mean, this is, this is a guy who is... Um, you know, the Thunder hasn't had one of these three-point specialists. I mean, Lindy Waters to some degree, but he's a two-way player. Isaiah Joe is the guy that the 76ers waived just before the season. The Thunder was quick to pick him up and put him on contract. And, yeah, he's he's a shooter, man. And it's kind of a cool story. He's from not too far away in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, played at the same high school as Jay Will. Both of them went to University of Arkansas. And he's getting a shot with the Thunder, and he's he's one of those guys where I really don't think on any given night he knows when he, he's going to play or at what point in the game he's going to get called upon. But if you want to erase a big lead, like we saw in Dallas, you know, in that epic Isaiah Joe game, like he if he gets hot, he can turn the game quickly. No, it's been great. I think this is um, something that every team is hunting for in terms of like the Duncan Robinson type of under-the-radar Max Struess shooter guy who you can get on a smaller contract to surround your stars with. So hopefully Isaiah Joe turns into that. But um, then again, Thunder lose that one in a tough one, but maybe they'll bounce back tonight against the Bulls. Yeah, we, we will see. The, uh, second, the second wearing of the new City Edition uniforms. It's, uh, what, what do they call it, Friday? Friday? Not Friday. <laughs> it's, but City night. City, City night, that's yep. what it's called, yeah. No, I didn't. I'm glad that you uh, found it there. I was not going to be able to help you. I had no idea. I forgot what it was, too. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into what, we'll, uh, what we're thankful for, what we think Thunder fans should be thankful for. Top five things Thunder fans should be thankful for this season. Am I, uh, am I starting off here? It is up to you. Would you like me to go first? Uh, yeah, because um, I respect you that, to that degree that I, I want you to go first. Here. I appreciate it. I'll start off with I am thankful and Thunder fans should be thankful that this organization and this team actually has a plan from top to bottom. They're not just throwing it together willy-nilly. Sam Presti is the architect for this team. Obviously, we don't have access to the blueprint or the build plans, but it feels like the vision for this team is at least like starting to present itself. You know, it's five players on offense who can all pass, shoot, and dribble and make decisions offensively. And on the other end, it's plenty of wingspan and multi-tool defenders to cover the floor. You know, this team is not like Houston or Detroit or Orlando that's kind of just throwing the pieces together, but real thought has been put into this roster, not only into the type of players they want, but the type of people they want. That's a good one, going big picture to, to start us off, and I, I like how we have kind of the, the latitude here to go with uh, things we're personally thankful for or things that fans should be thankful for. Something I am personally thankful for is that the SGA trade talk is all but dead, and I'm just like really glad that uh, the oxygen has been taken out of that argument and we don't have to, you know, we're still talking about it some on podcasts. I still have to write about it some, but it's not this like, you know, everyday thing that's looming over the thunder. Oh, why, why you know, why, what's SGA doing in Oklahoma City or they're wasting his talents or when is he going to ask out? And now it's like the narrative has turned to why the heck would the thunder trade? Shea Gilgis Alexander. I like that argument a lot more because it makes a lot more sense. 
Um, and, and we don't have to waste as much time on this. Yeah, it looked like it was a dark cloud or all of those an inevitability from the outside from people who don't watch the Thunder, aren't very close to this team, to now it's just like not even a question, why would you even ask that? So I'm also very, very excited about that. Speaking of Shea, I just had Shea in general. <laughs> You know, the hardest step is already done in this rebuild. You got the MVP superstar level franchise player that we think that he is, that every team is desperately seeking out. He's a 50-40-90 guy so far just this season. He's a true three-level scorer and now actually plays defense, and he's one of the most dynamic scorers in the league and hard to guard. And he gives you a real chance to win against any team. That's not to say that they'll win every game or, you know, they're not going to get blown out sometimes. But as long as you have a guy of Shea's caliber on your team, you have a shot. That's a good one. Um, just Shea in general. Um, but, uh, that makes a little sense. We could have just stopped there because, yeah, why, why, why wouldn't one be thankful for Shea? I, I'm thankful that I get to watch him play basketball on a pretty regular basis. The number two thing that I think everyone should be thankful for and that uh, I was maybe a little slow in being thankful for is Alexei Pokashevsky being an NBA player. And I say that because I did not think he was going to be um, an NBA player. Technically, sure, he's on the roster, but like long-term spot in the league. Um, I have no idea if his long-term home is in Oklahoma City. Um, I have no idea if he's going to be a starter on a good team. Um, but I'm pretty confident in saying he has a place in the league. He has a place in a rotation. His shot blocking um, and just like defensive defensive principles alone this year have just been so much better. Um, he's shooting the ball better, playing within the offense. There's less shocked in a full moment. So um, thankful that Poku made this jump. Glad to have you on the right side of history here, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I, everybody's had their ups and downs with Poku. This is not the movie you think I'm going to quote, but the Godfather three always comes to mind with this when they said, uh, just when I'm, think I'm out you pull me right back in and that's what Poku does for me I think it's like okay well this that's is right. it he's not gonna figure it out and then he has a game like the other day where he has three blocks and goes two for four from three it's like all right I'm back in yeah ex exactly I, I think uh I think you're with that reference you're you're just going with uh you want to add more to the collage of out of context what we mentioned on, on the Thunder Buddies podcast. probably so I'm sure look out look out for that one I'm that's seeing right through it Always a fun time. Yeah, maybe you can see right through it. Yeah, a little bit pre-planning on that. I'm sure out of all the Godfather films, people are really expecting me to yeah. go with three there. But um, another thing I'm thankful for and Thunder and should be thankful for is this team is just really fun to watch. In the past couple of years, there have been some lean stretches with some of those Isaiah Roby times or, I mean, players that we can't even really name at this point from the G League and other things like that that were kind of rough. But this team is a lot of fun. There are a lot of young players to watch. Like I mentioned with Shea, any given night you're going to have a chance. But you have Giddy, Dort, Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins, J-Dub, Usman Jang, Poku, Baisley. All these guys who are definitely entertaining. I mean, up and down, but it's going to be entertaining to watch. Number three on my list. Thunder fans should be thankful that the Oklahoma City Thunder are 17th in the NBA in three-point shooting. It is, it is more so Thunder fans should be stunned by this. I am stunned by this. The Thunder is shooting um, 30, uh, let's see, sorry, Michael, 34.9% from three-point range, which is 17th in between the Spurs 
and the Wizards. We've talked about this a lot, um, but the you know Thunder was last last year. I think 29th the year before that. They've just had no shooting whatsoever, and I think you know it, it's still early, but like this is certainly what you want around a guy like SGA, just giving him some driving kick options who can knock down a shot, some guys who can create their own shot off the dribble from three. It's only going to get easier with Chet Holmgren next year, but I'd be I'd be surprised if the Thunder finishes as a top 23-point shooting team, but the leap from 30th to 17th is enormous. Oh, that's huge, and that's the biggest problem we've been talking about with this roster so far this season, but the unfortunate thing is it feels like it's either three-point shooting or defense, but we can't have both over here, but yeah, the three-point shooting has been like nice. That. Um, I'd like to also say that Thunder fans should be thankful for a drama-free team and organization. There's nothing coming out drama-wise. I mean, we talked about the Shea things. Those are kind of over with trade talks. But, you know, this is not a team like the Lakers, the Nets, the Warriors, the Wolves, the Suns, or anybody else who's had some internal problems, whether it be from their roster, management, coaching, or organization. It feels like guys on this team like like each other and enjoy being around each other. So I think that's something that's... a uh, pretty nice to have that goes under the radar. I'm going to come in hot with this one, and I'm going to say that Thunder fans should be thankful for one Josh Giddy. And he and here's why. The uh it's it's always hard to tell like where the fan base, I mean, it's not like the fan base is a monolith and all believes the same things, but Thunder Twitter um other Thunder social medias just you know, some of my friends that I hear from, some people have kind of turned against Josh Giddy this year, which surprises me, and I don't really understand. So he's played 15 games. He did have that ankle sprain. He's trying to learn to play next to SGA. He's 20 years old and not even close to 21. He's 20 and 46 days old, um, the sixth pick in the 2021 draft. And if you... I'm just going to – this draft was great, by the way, like at the top. Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs, TBD. But then comes Giddy at number six. And, like, if you really want to complain about Giddy, just look at the guys behind him. Kaminga has had an awful season. Uh, Franz Wagner, I could totally get that argument if you are pro-Franz over Josh Giddy. Davion Mitchell, no. Zaire Williams, no. James Booknight, no. Josh Primo, just going to skip that one. Chris Duarte can shoot it, but he's like 31 years old. Um, Moses Moody, Corey Kispert, Shane Goon. Trey Murphy would be an outstanding fit on this Thunder team, um, but probably doesn't have the upside that a guy like Josh Giddy does. And then Trey Mann is after that. So it's like, you know, if the pushback against Josh Giddy, you got to come with some sort of argument because, I mean, Sure, Franz Wagner, but like there's they made a pretty good pick there at number six. No, they maxed that one out. I don't think they could have picked anyone better other than maybe Franz there. But Josh still has a lot of time to go. People forget just in the earlier days since all these guys are one and done now, but somebody at twenty would be in college and probably still playing one or two more years after that. But Josh has had a rough season, but hopefully he can keep developing. There's still a lot of time. I mean, guys usually hit their prime around like 27 to around then he's still only 20 so there's still a lot of space to grow and then the last thing i think thunder fans should be thankful for is just the future in general there's a lot to look forward to um 17 first round picks left through 2029 14 second round picks through that time span 
Shea's only 24 and continues to get better every single season. Dort is 23. JRE is 22. J-Dub and Trey Mann are 21. And then Poku, Giddy, and Chet are only 20. And Jang is still a teenager. This The best basketball is yet to come for literally all of those guys. So I think that's a lot to be excited for on top of the obvious elephant in the room of we haven't even gotten to see Chet yet with all these guys. I want to break some news real quick that means a great deal to me. The Oklahoma City Blue has just acquired guard Quade Green. And I don't expect a lot of people to uh, to know this, but I, I covered Kentucky for a couple of years, and Quade Green and Shea Gilgis-Alexander were teammates. Quade Green was the higher-ranked recruit. Quade Green started at point guard for the Wildcats over Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea takes his job later in the year, and now it comes full circle. Quade Green is in the Thunder organization now um, with the blue. This is something I alone will care about, and no one else will. But, um, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. I look forward um, to you asking anyway. Shea in postgame if he's scared for his job because Quade Green is back. I've sort of joked with Shea about it, but it's been a couple of years. Um, but, he, yeah, he better get ready for that question. Um, the last thing I – personally am, am thankful for that's Isaiah Joe I mean Isaiah Joe has, has brought me a lot of a lot of joy um I've made a lot of jokes I've made a lot of the same jokes um about Isaiah Joe um it's Joe time I, I kind of like that you know every time he checks in and you just Joe is a very you know boring and, and common first name but you don't often see it as a last name and on second reference, I just call him Joe. First, it's Isaiah Joe, but every reference beyond that is just Joe. And it's, it's just funny to me and in my weird mind, and uh, I'm thankful for it. I am glad you're thankful for that. That's great. <laughs> I don't think that was on anybody's little uh, bingo list or chart or card or anything like that, but I'm, I'm happy you went with that on a deep cut of just being very honest because I don't think some people would say, you know, I really – uh, enjoy this, but I'm not going to say it out loud. But we get honesty from Joe Masato here. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I I uh, wanted to, to, to su- surprise some folks right there with, with that one. I mean, between the Quad A Green reference, which got me immediately because that came from our first pod, I remember you mentioning, and then Isaiah Joe. I thought that was fantastic. And then- I, I did mention Quad A Green. I forgot about that. Man, I'm sorry, folks, because I, I really forgot that I mentioned Quade Green, and you tweeted out a picture of Quade Green in these, like, sun-tinted protective glasses because he had some eye thing. Um, yeah, man, I mentioned Quade Green too much, but here he is. He's in Oklahoma City. Um, I need to see what he's doing today, see if he wants to hang out before the game. This is nuts. I'm super excited. And then the last thing, just thankful for in general, this is not just Thunder fans. I think I can speak for Joe and myself on this. We're just thankful for everybody who listens to these pods and supports our work. I mean, this is the only reason that we're doing this, and it truly means the world to all of us to have your support. And we're looking forward to more good times as we continue to try to grow this pod and try to give you guys more of what you want. Well said, Michael. Um yeah, just we're, like like Michael said, we're we're very thankful to be able to do this, and for you guys to um, want to listen. And thank you all quite a bit. For sure. And then Joe, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, to plug, uh, no. It's a it, it's a uh, we'll have a back to back. So 
Friday against the Bulls. Saturday, I'll be, I'll be in Houston for that game and then New Orleans. So don't have a lot of non-game stuff coming up, but um, hopefully we'll be working on some longer-term big-picture stuff later um, next week. Looking forward to the hour-long Quad A Green feature. I'm sure everybody, you know, very excited for that. But the <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the Thunder Buddies. We are so happy and so thankful to have you here listening to us. Rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify podcast. Tell your friends about us, and we will be back on Tuesday.